Hello, everyone. Hello. Amazing, Damien. Welcome, welcome. All right. Game Audio Podcast back in the house. Represent. Episode 58. Here we are. Damien Kaspauer. Anton Voltak. We are back in the saddle again. Joining us today for an exciting conversation about mentoring, we have a panel of established and eccentric guests. With us today, we have Ariel Gross. What's up? Great to see you today, Ariel. Thank you. Fantastic to have you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Becky Allen. Hello. Hello. Becky! Uh, And esteemed guest over on Anton's side, Heiss. Hi there. All right. Great to see everyone today. And thank you for joining us for this conversation today. We wanted to kind of step back into things uh, with a splash and talk a bit about mentoring, which just feels like coming out of this year's Game Developers Conference here in 2017 as a a really just like hot topic uh, that is uh, that is on fire, hot and on fire. See what I did there? (laughs) Wow. So I'm I'm curious. Are there any is there anything that we want to announce right off the gate that is kind of interesting that maybe happened like right before the conference? Um, Ariel, anything that that kind of kicked off? Not that I can think of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. So, right before the conference, uh, we launched the audio mentoring project, uh, which is a, say, a council of and community of uh, about 10, I think, volunteers uh, that we've been working on this since GDC 2016 and been going at it for about a year. And the idea is just to form a group around facilitating one-on-one mentorships, all completely voluntary, all completely free, just kind of out of the goodness of our hearts. And the hope to sort of, uh, you know, elevate all of all of game audio and give people, uh, you know, a chance to sort of um, get a glimpse into what it's like to get some to get some guidance. Also, for people that have already been working in the in- industry, to sort of have someone that can help them grow in whatever way, uh, whatever way makes sense or whatever. So yeah, we, we pulled it together and we are just, we just kind of launched it a few weeks ago, right before GDC. And it has been an overwhelming response, uh, to say the least. I don't know if I did that justice. Like, so you guys all please pitch in. Okay. Well, Hey, uh, on this call today, there are three of those volunteer council members. Um, yourself, Ariel, being, I would say, the instigator of it all, yeah? There you go, uh, yeah. Damien and myself. So we can all talk about that, I think, pretty well now that we're, you know, kind of into it and where we are in the process and how it went at GDC in terms of announcing it and our experience so far. Um, I would say that from at the GDC juncture, having been on the ground there and talking to folks there, there was so much interest from both sides, the mentee side, um, folks wanting to connect and wanting to learn, and then mentors as, as well, um, people who've been in, in the industry for a while and wanting to give back but not knowing how and not, know, not having any framework to do any mentorship. Um, and I think having this um, organization or project, AMP, is a great uh, framework for people to go and say, okay, this is what I'm committing to. This is, you know, where I can help, how I can help, and have an idea of how it can be done. Um, so I think it's was really needed, and people were just so excited to have this. And so as a result, we have a flood of, I don't know how many applicants that we're still waiting. I think I think we're up to a hundred and I think it's 175 applications for mentorship, and I think 60. I want to say 50. No, I think it's like 55. If I'm not mistaken, uh, mentors that have applied to so, basically donate their time uh, to helping people. Awesome. So for all the people that are listening to this in a train or on their commute, where do they go to find out more while they're listening to us talk about this? Which website do they visit? Uh, you say it, Ariel. Audio mentoring, audiomentoring.com. That's Great. the place to go. 
Right. You go there and it's got basically a, uh, it'll kind of describe our mission statement, kind of what, kind of summarize kind of what we're talking about now, um, the intention behind it and sort of the, the rationale. And then it also describes kind of, kind of our two initial phases that we've kind of launched with, which is a series of, of uh, phone calls. About, we, we estimate roughly four hours of calls over maybe a couple of months. And Wait, then a second what's phase, a which would be a project. <clears throat> Sorry, a, a series of... What even is of, a phone? Uh, video calls. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I think we try uh, to use, use new technologies, but it, it could I, be a I phone call. I still use a rotary. I use a rotary phone. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a lot of fun. Actually, I, I usually what I do is I pick up the I pick up the thing and then I like hit the hit the receiver a few times and then the operator will connect me with with oh, the person the that I'm trying to reach. Yes, hello operator. <laughs> operator. I would like to call and they and they they call. So yeah. what I don't it's, understand is to that. completely go off on a tangent here. My daughter, who's one and a half years old, uh, when she sees a toy phone that is like a classic rotary phone, she instantly knows how to use it and what to put to her head. And I don't understand that because she has never seen a real phone, like an actual real, real <laughs> phone in her life. All she's seen is smartphones and that's it. So I don't know if somebody can explain that to me. Maybe she thinks think it's, it's a genetic, black banana. It's cellular memory. No, but she says hello to it. it to she bananas. even knows that she has to talk to it. So. But the same does go for bananas. Yeah, Yeah, you probably practice with bananas. <laughs> no, she eats bananas pretty quickly. So there's not enough time there's to make There's none of this with going with the banana. But these, <laughs> these, uh, these calls, right, video and or otherwise, you know, we soft launched it and have danced around a bit of this structure that Ariel alluded to. And essentially, without being too prescriptive for the mentors, just really put a, enough of a framework and enough of a skeleton in place to be able to encourage the kind of conversation between mentor and mentee. But it really is a driven, driven by to the two participants to determine what the outcome is going to be or what the, I like to think of it as more of a collaboration, right? Because there really is a dual learning going on between mentor and mentee, at least in my experience. You know, there's as much to learn from, from the mentor point of view as there can be from the mentee. And so it really is just dictated by that the chemistry and the conversation between the two people to determine what the outcome of that is. And, and some people come to the mentoring project with clear goals about where they want to, you know, level up their experience or knowledge. And that ends up being extremely easy to kick off as a mentor, especially when the council pairs together mentors and mentees based on skills or goals, it really just becomes a powerhouse of experiential learning in both directions. Yeah, no, you know what? Actually, something you said, Damien, that is so beautiful, and that's that's something that I, I appreciate as well, is, is that in any kind of uh, relationship I've had that was either as, as a mentor or being mentored, you learn on both sides and you start to learn things about yourself too. And I think that that's something that's uh, reflected in our application process. I mean, we've got a code of conduct, which is really important. It kind of, it's kind of a threshold by what, you know, you got to read through that and be like, all right, I accept how sort of I need to behave. And then you go through and you fill out the application and we're trying to understand what your interests are and kind of what, you know, and we're doing this for both the mentor and the mentee. And I think that that's something that I would want to say to any potential mentors out there, any people who are kind of thinking about it, is, is that this is not, um, you're not standing at the front of the class uh, lecturing people. It's really, you will learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn something from your mentee. You're going to get some perspective that you haven't had before. You're going to get a new perspective on your own. Um, like, like in my experience, something that I really was grateful for in be, as being a mentor was the perspective it gave me to be like, oh, you know what? Like, I am super fortunate. Like, I'm I'm here at this place where other people are clamoring to get into, you know? Like, they, they just want, for so many people, it's this faraway kind of unattainable kind of dream land. Uh, you know, it's kind of this fantasy. And then in talking to these people, it gives you a certain, kind of brings you back down to earth and makes you realize kind of what you got. And I would encourage uh, people who are just kind of on the fence about, about mentoring 
to not think of it as necessarily like this thing where you've got to come and have a curriculum or something. Really what it is, is you're just talking to someone, getting a new perspective, and you're going to learn a ton about yourself and you're going to learn practical craft stuff as well. It just, I think it's a, a way to level up your leadership skills, basically. And yeah, we also no, provide sorry. guidelines too, like a guidebook based on our experience, basically saying like, you know, setting some, setting some kind of expectations. You know, it's like you, you go into this as peers, you're a peer with more experience. You know what I mean? And that, that relationship, these things can last forever. And it's really meaningful. So yeah, I agree. It it's uh it goes both ways. For Actually, sure. I think what you just said about it lasting forever is for me a key difference between uh, a mentor and going to an educational or an official or any formal education, because um, uh, for one, usually you never pay for a mentorship. At least like for for me, a mentorship and internships are closely related. As in internships are usually for a set time. But I think a lot of people gain mentorship from an internship. At least that was the case for me. Because an internship also has the same kind of symbiotic thing where you give and get back in both positions. Whereas usually in an education or formal position, you're put into this receiving position as a student. And at, at this, like you have to force people a certain direction as a teacher. That's why that sort of artificial relationship, I think, can never be something that lasts really beyond that. It's like you have the curriculum and you go for it. And, and that is, of course, not always true. There's mentorships that come from a teaching position as well, but it usually doesn't come from what happens in the classroom, but from what happens outside of that and from the connections that happen outside of that. Um, I really like that idea great, as well yeah. of there not being any kind of end to it. I still talk to um, several mentors in my life. For example, Jamie Scott, who gave me a huge opportunity when I came to LA in 2006. You know, I still, to this day, and we're more than 10 years later now, will email Jamie every, what is it, probably six months or so. It's like, well, this happened, and uh, how would you deal with this? And uh, that's been really good. And I have that with several people, um, I think. Uh, and it's always this kind of thing where they will always get like, things back like that as well. So go back to that time and find like, oh, when that happened and now I'm here. So what do you think of what happened there? I think the concept that you're hitting on is this this idea that at one time, you know, Jamie or a mentor is someone who does have more experience, right? And yeah. to Ariel's comment, you know, peers with more experience. And this idea that, okay, so once you've gained some experience, um, there's still a level of mentorship that goes on between all of the people that I know who share the same passion for audio that I have, right? And so mentorship is not something that is a, uh, it's something you only do when you start out, right? Mm. I mean, we're, we're lifelong learners in that way. Uh, Becky? Becky? Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I wanted to jump in because uh, something about, you know, in terms of the mentee, you know, people approaching it in, in the mentee, like I'm going to go on the website and I can apply as a mentee or mentor. It might be easier in some ways, I think, for people to say, yeah, I'm a mentee. Uh, I want to learn <laughs> or I want a, a connection or, you know, I, have a, I, I need help with this kind of idea or this project or whatever motivates that um, application as mentee. And I found through conversations a little more hesitancy on the mentors area um because uh there are some people that are far in their career they've been doing it 15 20 years where they're like oh I'll apply as a mentor they've got that confidence in themselves because they have experience and they want to give back and they really do and they're looking for opportunities in order to share and give back and that's fantastic it's perfect <clears throat> and then there's another kind of um group of people that uh came forward that were like well i'm not sure if i have enough to give back you know and um, that's that group of people right there. I want to say, oh, well, yes, you do. You know, um, if it's peers to peers with more experience. Well, if you've been doing it for a while and you've learned how, you know, this certain aspect, um, you have something to share and to give and be. So um, I think sometimes that little bit of hesitancy, um, just think about it and go, no, no, I do have something. I learned something here and I can share that. So I. I wanted to just say to those people that might have that feeling of hesitancy, like I, I'm not sure I'm good enough, that I think probably are. 
Definitely. And and that works also like there are many of us who want to apply as mentees mm -hmm. because yeah. the caliber of mentors like applying is like Please teach yeah. me. Teach me. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. That's actually something I wanted to mention too. That I feel like we haven't really, um, we haven't really talked too publicly about that yet. But I will say, uh, the caliber of the mentors that have applied, I was blown away. Like, oh yeah, amazing. I mean, holy crap! I mean, like some of the like the like the top people at like the top companies. Like, I don't necessarily want to be all like rattling off names necessarily in this, but just imagine. Like, probably your favorite game developer, probably there's someone kind of at the top end of audio that is probably applied to, like, help mentor people. And what I can't wait is, because uh, we're still right in the middle of, like, navigating uh, these <laughs> these applications, because there's a lot of them. And there's not very many of us, right? But uh, I can't wait to see how these things play out, you know? And we're going to be pairing up uh, these, I kind of think, maybe slightly unsuspecting mentees with like these super top end people, you know what I mean? It's going to be, I think it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> and I would also, and I, and I got to say too, Becky, that you nailed it. Um, also the other thing that I've, cause I've gotten some direct kind of communication from some people that are like, you know, I've only been working in games for like a couple years. You know, I don't really feel like I'm necessarily qualified to mentor someone yet. And I've always kind of just been saying like, that's our job. That's kind of like why we're here. We're here to make sure that you would be matched up with someone that we think would benefit from your mentorship. Let's say they have, you know, focus for two years on one specific thing. And then there's a mentee that really wants to learn that specific thing. Magic. Yeah, it's like Lego pieces. It's great. I, I think, uh, but the, yeah, I, I would also encourage everyone, if you're on the fence, apply as both. We've had a couple people do that. It's like be a mentee, apply for mentee, apply for a mentor. Get get in there. Um, our job is to make sure that that we make a good connection, and uh, and there's lots of kind of checks and balances to make sure that 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 happens. Speaking of checks and balances, so how do you make sure that? So I feel about like mentorship. I take that super seriously. Uh, if you're gonna spend your time giving that, then I would expect that the other end takes it just as seriously. And one thing that can happen in in game development i found is that if you sort of advertise an opening position you get the people that just try it for the sake of having tried to see if they can get it versus the ones that are like truly deserving uh hear the quotes in that way i say it but i found for example with guerrilla we we once tried to advertise that we have audio intern positions and it wasn't the greatest thing so we stopped doing that basically <laughs> if somebody wants uh, there's enough people that have been interns that people know that we do internships but generally it's like people that want it will come and ask for it and then those are the people that we start to talk to so that's what, what i was curious about like how are you, how do you go about filtering out the people that are merged maybe not as as committed as as you want them to be to line them up with somebody i think um you know the application process and right now we're going through the this huge big thrust right uh, is pretty good and very thorough and i think because most of us have been in positions where we've sifted through different levels of experience we can kind of spot that <clears throat> and so that is part of our process right now where we go through and it's like oh those people that maybe are just doing this because it looks kind of cool but they're not really serious about it i think we we can we can tell that, and um, so we we say to those folks, maybe try again in six months um, or this kind of thing, and uh, maybe it's not the right time for them. Mm -hmm. And I it, think, it, it I is think we can spot it, it pretty easy. Yep, it is a process. Uh, everyone on the council does have a vote in the mentees that we move forward uh, in the process. And so it is a committee-based decision-making process that we go through to determine that based on the applications. And, you know, there's no clock ticking when someone decides to start an application. And so it really mm -hmm. is in their best interest to focus that application in their favor, right? And frame it in a way that makes it desirable for the audio mentoring project to pair them with someone, right? And that includes things like 
you know, what experience they do have. What are their interests? What have they already done? And what are they hoping to learn? And it, we hope that through that process of crafting those different answers, that when the time does come, if they are carried forward, that they come to their first interview with a mentor with some kind of idea of what they hope to get from that relationship. And, and again, that can be that can be extremely high level, like I'd like to learn more about implementation. I've downloaded these tools. I've worked with them a bit, but I'm just missing a piece here or there. Or it could be as specific as I'm knee deep in this project. I don't really understand how to connect the dots between some of the different systems design that I'm trying to do. I really could value someone to just bounce these ideas off before I go back to my project and try to pull some of this stuff off, right? It can be any of those things, but I think what you were hitting at, Anton, and, uh, and what you mentioned, Becky, is, is just that there be a little bit more than just the, hey, this sounds like a cool thing. And yeah, having I think there's that a passion. Behind it. Behind it. Mm -hmm. There's a passion and, and a commitment to game audio uh, yeah. that yeah. becomes evident and uh, important. I think it, I think it shines through. I, I also would add that you know, so we, we have a pretty big I mean, I feel like it could still grow. but We have a pretty big volunteer council. That's that's basically what we refer to as the people that are running the running the kind of uh, process in the back end. How many people are in there? I think it's hey, 10? 10. I think it's 10. Yeah. And I feel like pretty good diversity. And that's something we strive for too. But the other thing is, is that each person has their own criteria by which they're sort of vetting these applicants. And so, you know, Damien's criteria is going to be a little different than mine's going to be a little different than Becky's going to be a little different. And that, and that's okay. And we hope that by, by sort of allowing everyone to have a voice in determining who could potentially, you know, be moved on to the next phase of a mentorship that, <clears throat> You know, we, we will have diversity of thought in choosing those people. And I would also say, too, that so far we have not told anyone, no, we're not going to make you mentorship and never, <laughs> never come back. You know, that's like that was, it feels very um, severe. You know, what we what we will say is kind of like a not at this time, you know, like and then not only do we say that, but if we if we say like, you know, for whatever reason, we feel like it would be in your best interest to actually kind of regroup, come back in three to six months, whatever it is. We also provide them with some guidelines. You know, we're mm -hmm. like, here's here's kind of some things that we think make up a really strong application. Here are kind of some of the more common reasons why we might say, you know, you, we're just not able to prioritize your mentorship at this time. And we also kind of give, um, you know, we're, we're working on some kind of like additional kind of things that we can provide every applicant, regardless of whether we can arrange the mentorship or not some kind of additional context, uh, maybe some links to articles and things like that, that will hopefully give them a better chance the next time they apply. Because, you know, it's, 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 I struggle with the word deserve in general, because I'm like, well, you know, if someone deserves something good, then that kind of implies someone deserves something bad, not, you know, or whatever. And it's, I know what you're getting at. It's kind of a shorthand, but it's also like, sure. uh, we, yeah, we've, we've had this discussion actually internally where it's like, you know, some of these applicants, they may not be super articulate. They may not, they may not have done a whole lot of groundwork, but maybe those are, maybe some of these actually are the ones that would benefit the most from a mentorship, you know, and they, they actually might have, yeah, they may have potential and it's entirely possible that I think, I think as a, as a group of kind of founders of this thing, I think we all recognize that we're human. It's entirely possible that we will make the wrong choice. And that's why we are we we have kind of established that we don't turn people away kind of indefinitely. We turn people away with a message of kind of how they can maybe improve for, things to think about for next time and invite them back, you know, within three to six months or whatever it is. And we kind of take that also on a on a case by case basis. So and the crux of it is that we have to make a choice, right? Because of the limited resources, uh, we yeah. don't have an equal pairing of, you know, 160 to 160 and so we have to narrow that that funnel down in order to in you, you know appropriately use our resources right so that idea of okay cool it's not right now within the scope of our resources not working circle back keep keep learning 
right? Keep doing. And I think that's a that's a key point in anyone's path, right? No, I was going to say, I like how you guys um, describe that. But for me, it's, I, I'm maybe a bit harsher in how I would say that. But for sure, if I have doubts about somebody, I just tell them exactly the same thing and see or, or do any kind of like liquid test of saying, well, if you dicked into this first and if they do it, they do it. And if they don't, you already know the answer. Know the answer. So, mm -hmm. yes, for sure. I mean, um, uh <clears throat> The thing is, if people yeah, the, come the, back then later, you already know that they actually are more interested than they are. The funny part is, though, that uh, sometimes, because I get what you're going at with a deserving thing, and that's why, obviously, I put the voice on for that, but the, the thing is, I, some of the most sort of introvert people I know have also been the most proactive in, like, getting their entire network to rally around them and their position, for example. So... It, it to me is always like is, you're right that it can be a personality thing that somebody who's really over the top can have can grab attention more easily but i've also seen cases where that actually then works against them just as hard, easily so i don't know i think it's pretty easy to tell i don't know I'm, I'm, I'll, blah. no totally <laughs> <laughs> totally so so let's take a Let's take a, a side step for a second because i'd really like to hear uh a little bit about Gorilla's internship project. And of course we have Heiss here today with us as well. So can you tell us a little bit about how that process was and and how you try to frame things on the Gorilla side? I'm more interested in hearing from Heiss, honestly, but. How did you get through the door? <laughs> how, how I got through the door? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm really introverted and um, I just, was so honest i was completely honest <laughs> all the time and i think that way you really get trust with people and trust is the most important thing in these cases hmm. uh yeah but how did you even know that we do internships um steven did the internship ah, first yeah, of course so. you had the friend that did it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's true steven's not an introvert no <laughs> not at all <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, and so and so, how formalized is that process inside of uh, Gorilla? Is it is it the kind of thing you got a little book you flip open and you're like, okay, day one, heist, we're gonna like, we're gonna open up the sample library and I'm gonna show you around our metadata data tagging system. Or uh, day two, it's like, um, you're we're gonna open up um, the game editor and I'm going to show you how to connect nodes. I mean, what was the process like once uh, once you stepped in the door? Uh, it wasn't really formal, um, but at first I got to see all the tools and just learn that and just see how fast that went. And yeah, after that, we just went on with it. So it was really freely from my perspective. So I don't know, Anton, if you... Is uh... is really, really good. So <laughs> that's like, that is, nice. that is really easy if you have somebody that is that good. Um, I think in general, the entire company is pretty chaotic and non-structured. So any kind of day schedule plan for anything like that sounds pretty ridiculous in our case. Um, I think that the... There is no real formalities to anything. If you go to HR saying, "Hey, we found a great guy. Let's let's give him an internship." Say, like, "Okay," and uh, then you're done. So it's it's basically just waiting for the right people to show up, and when they do, we come grab them. So uh, uh, and Gijs just took it and ran. I think Gijs was up and running after a week, and we we could have hired him already back then. So yeah. So I think with the internship, what's kind of interested, uh, you know, as opposed to mentorship if we're kind of drawing a line between the two, is that with the internship, I think there's an expectation that the intern becomes productive and self-sufficient at a point. Is that true? Like they're actually gonna do work and take the burden off the burden of the developer's shoulders. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, if you uh, sort of, the minimum, the minimum expectancy from a developer side, from an internship, is that the shittiest job that nobody wants to do, like clean out the sample library or something, you have something big staying around that nobody's getting to because they don't want to. 
that is usually the thing that is put there as a sort of like we'll train you we'll show you how the tools work and hey it might work out you you can land a job here or at least you get experience um but we want this stuff done as well in our case because it's it's not really a paid job so there'll be some compensation for it but it's the the internship is not with any kind of real salary so in, from my perspective, that needs to really be in balance. So that the, the amount of learning has to definitely be a lot more than whatever kind of menial, uh, non-experiential non work is being done. Um, it's, it's a tricky situation because it, it, it is definitely one of those things where it can become like this cheap labor kind of thing. And you have to really watch out for that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, in general, uh, luckily I don't really see that at all, but it, it's definitely something to watch out for. I think if if people are willing to work for pretty much free, in any situation. Well, and free is always the tricky. It's that's uh, free, like no money. Sure, that is that is a, a tricky thing. Is in no no exchange compensation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, exactly on one. On one hand, you know, work is a dividend and experience is a dividend. And so if there's an exchange of those things, then nothing, you know, nothing is happening for free, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think free is always hard because if there is a mutual uh, acceptance of the exchange, then, then it's not free. Right. Well, even with the mentorship, it's the same case because we're talking of value, right? We're talking, you know, people come to something with an expectation of value, of receiving some value and also of giving some value. So value not being money, but there's still an expectation of an exchange. So I think it's important really to be clear um, when you're setting this framework up so that people can come to it openly, honestly, and, you know, get the most out of it. Yeah. And, and probably yeah. the same for internship. And I think right. that's also what Gijs did really well during his internship is keeping, um, although, and then that's actually one thing that we do do formally and that I've uh, started to do with our interns always is do sort of like a regular checkup. So uh, we would do maybe bi-weekly or something. We'd sit down for five minutes sometimes. Sometimes we'd go walk for an hour if there was more to talk about, but just to sort of take a step back from the madness and reflect and talk about what was going on. And the more you can, then you get a really good sense of, sense of just like uh, uh, what's going on in person's life or in the project or what could be better, what, what what's going right. It's just, a, I think that that is the, the, the only really formal part that I would say of our internships to just take, take regular moments to reflect on seeing if we're on track of what our, what, what, what we're up to. So that's actually building up a relationship and yeah. I think that's really important with mentorship and internships as well. Yeah, that that's kind of what was the foundation of of our project as well too. Is the is the one on one bit. In fact, there's there's um there's that's something I think that uh, I'm so glad that you do that, Anton. I, I wish I wish that that was something that was more uh, kind of prioritized across game developers because I've seen I've seen it kind of go both ways. You know, where where one on one time is prioritized and sometimes it's kind of de-emphasized but for our mentorship program we, we that was that was kind of what it's born out of i i also very much value one-on-one -on -one time with people i take it seriously i see it as a way to kind of elevate the conversation and kind of like you know take a longer term view of things and kind of uh exchange ideas and information both ways and i think that's without that we can kind of get out of touch and so that's something else that i think I predict that like future mentors will be grateful for is the fact that, you know, these people, let's say who've been in the industry for a really long time, essentially having an opportunity to have a, almost like a one-on-one -on -one with a stranger, <laughs> you know, it's just sort of like, I'm going to have a one-on-one -on -one with this person a few times over the next couple months. I don't really know them yet. Uh, but you know, it's a way for mentors to also kind of keep a finger on the pulse of things because we can't, we can't be everywhere, you know, at all times and, and being able to sort of exchange, have an opportunity that is like, like time set aside to exchange those ideas that are not necessarily day-to-day -day grind kind of conversations. Again, it's that kind of uh, Dren McDonald, who's one of our volunteers. He always puts it as a rising tides lifts all boats kind of mentality, which I love. That's a good, 
a great quote. And uh, it's that sort of like bring everyone up, you know, through kind of one-on-one idea exchanges. It's really at the core of this. Becky and I both participated in a soft launch of the AMP, which was earlier this year before we made our announcement. We had a small kind of group of folks apply, and from that we were able to pair up a few, and Becky and I both participated in what we were calling the soft launch, Uh, and we both made it through phase A with our mentee. That's four different sessions. At the end of that, we traded off interviewing each other's mentees. As a wrap-up for this first phase of the mentorship, what it does is it it gives everyone a chance to align on the good work that was done. And I felt like it really gave a clear perspective on what really happened um, before the decision was made to move on to phase B, which, which is an additional four conversations. Again, was great because you really, from my perspective, interviewing Becky and her mentee, you know, I was able to see pretty clearly how their relationship and working style had benefited each other. I thought it was really interesting just to hear about your your process and your phase, and especially because we were both kind of early in the process and kind of being able, and we work down the hall from each other. So we're kind of (laughs) able to say, hey, you know, I just had my first call. How did it go? And to uh, bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, we each had, you know, had our own experiences, but it was kind of helpful um, in this early phase to, to share the information and go, oh, yeah, well, we're working here and on this, and these are the kinds of things we've exchanged, or, hey, do you know any networking folks in Austin? Because my, you know, person is in Austin. Can I connect her with folks down there? And, and then gathering that information from our council volunteer folks and giving her all the info that I could give her that I personally don't know everything about, but just being able to, you know, utilize each other, uh, listen to how your projects were going with your person, and um, and then uh, that interview phase was really interesting. It was fun to do the interviews as well. Like, it, the whole process is really uh, uh, joyful, I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, really. Awesome. You all look super happy. Look That's true. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's looks really... can be deceiving. Uh, <laughs> you are old North Americans. That uh, is I'm true. kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's true. Well, the, and then the, the process is <clears throat> is a joy, and again, I think it comes from that personal connection, getting to know someone, and and seeing and hearing the world kind of through their ears, and from a place where I think. We can all identify with having been in a place where we where we didn't know as much about, let's say, the the roles that we would be filling uh, later in our career and being able to see a bit of ourselves in that person and and understanding what they're going through and trying to be that that soft voice of reason to help them along the path. There's something more than just like a project, right? We're talking about uh, the the relationship, the connection, empathy, learning from one another, and that is what does build up through getting to know. And even though it is a one-on-one with a initially a stranger because we didn't know that person, but it's like okay, well now we've come together in this context and. It's uh, a safe space, and you get to know one another. You have mutual interests. You get to know each other really quite quickly. Um, you know, through, I would say, the first call, you're like, oh, hey, well, you get to know each other. What do you like? What do you want? What are you interested in? What brought you to apply to this thing? And, it, and you know, your exchange of ideas, you listen to each other's, well, we listen to their stuff anyway, and maybe they've listened to your stuff. <laughs> and, I'm sure they do. Uh, it, it, you get to know one another, and I think that's a deeper thing than um, than the scholastic situation where you don't have that empathy, that connection, that relationship. A lot of the kind of mentor sort of relationships that I've had, a lot of the times they just people just have these questions, and they have all these questions that they're afraid to ask, you know, because yeah. they're they're they feel like they're stupid questions or whatever even though we're taught that that's not really a thing, but I mean, it's kind of hard to go out there and be like, Hey, so, uh, 
you know, I just applied for a job. How often should I bother talking, you know, trying to follow up with these people? That's a hard question yeah, to like ask. That, but like these that, are things, right? right? Or like, how much should I ask for on my, you know, I don't know. How, I have no idea how much an audio designer makes. You know, or what are these questions that are really tough to ask um, under, like, let's say, a supervisory relationship or something like that, or like out to the internet, out to the world to ask these questions can be kind of hard. But in a mentorship kind of relationship, these questions can be asked. It's like what you said. It's about creating that safe space for people to kind of ask those things that they've always wanted to ask and to have someone on the other end demonstrate that, you know, like validate that those are totally reasonable questions to ask and to actually give some actual answers for those things. And in a lot of ways, I wish I wish that there was a way. And this is something I think that, you know, right now we're very focused on just the core of our initiative, the core of arranging awesome mentorships, right? Like that, that is the core. We keep, everyone keeps having, we've all had all kinds of other great ideas of what we could do with this, you know, but we all keep going to wait a minute, let's bring it back to kind of the center of like what it is that we initially set out to do. But I mean, I, I think that in the future, there will be a way for us to, um, you know, recognize some patterns about what, what people uh, see in their mentorship arrangements and uh, kind of look, I mean, there's not really a very formal data gathering sort of thing that we do, but we do talk a lot. And I think as these, uh, as these mentorships continue, we're going to start seeing patterns and maybe there's a way that we can start benefiting kind of a wider audience with some of the things that we learn. I think that's part of why the, the interview could be interesting. Um, if people are willing to share those publicly, maybe get a sense of sort of the types of discussions that could be had. That's why I'm so grateful for, for being able to talk about it on this podcast. You guys super grateful for this because this gives a, a whole new level of context for for people all around to kind of kind of get a sense of what it's about and to feel it's only this kind of stuff that we re re reemerge from the dead <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that exactly that's right a worthwhile reason for sure reemerging from the dead like a phoenix yes and the game back audio to it. podcast <laughs> is back anton you shipped a game I shipped the game. Yay! It's, people seem, right. to like it. All right. seem to like it. Yeah. 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 So I, I will say <laughs> that definitely the reason that uh, a large part of last year was uh, was pretty silent on the podcast side has been uh, that uh, my personal life as well has been pretty uh, pretty dramatic, <laughs> ups and downs. So uh, yeah, it hasn't been but, a priority. But luckily, there's nobody I here to tell me that it must happen. It's only when we feel like the world needs it, and I think this is a good reason to do that. And I've never I been shy of saying time. it, but you bring the tech to this podcast, and oh, I wish, you know, <laughs> I might bring some kind of personality, but uh, but you definitely yes, Cass, you definitely make the um, the nuts and bolts of this thing run. So it's good to be back. It's great to have inspiring things to talk about. I know that. This uh, I know. Sorry, mentoring... uh, before you wrap up, because I feel like you're trying to wrap up, but I'll let you wrap up in a second. <laughs> I, because um, and the, the confidentiality part of this. So you're saying personal, you're saying very open, and that mean that and safe space. So 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 how do you do that? Uh, maybe that's really obvious to you, but to me is not. Like the reason that Nagais and I have had a really open and personal relationship is because we are sitting in this closed room with the microphones taken out and all of the equipment turned off and tin foil over our hats, and so then you can like walk around talking like that. But um, and how do you do that in this context between strangers over the internet? You know, again, I think we start try to set off in the right direction by having a code of conduct, which is an expectation that's set between the two parties. Uh, and but, that well, sorry, let me be more concrete. I'm, I'm, I'm vague. Can you say who your mentor is? So suppose I'm a mentee, and can you go on Facebook and saying, "Hey, uh, 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 Damien is my mentor, and uh, I had this awesome talk with him," or is it kind of like, keep it to yourself? What, what, what is the expectation there? Guys? Well, we have a we in in one of our documents, uh, we do say, uh, you know, check with check with each other. That's that's yeah. pretty much what we that's kind of the guideline we put forward is like, mm. no, there's no reason that you shouldn't feel like you. Well, I say there's no kind of preconceived reason why you wouldn't be able to go say, holy crap, I've got Damien as my mentor. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you just kind of have the courtesy of talking to him about it first. Yeah. In fact, there's a, there's kind of that's that's definitely a pattern throughout the project uh, and, and the process is basically 
uh, the same the same thing applies to like so for example the uh, the interviews that they're talking about where it's like you know you, you do your four calls and then someone from the volunteer council is going to interview both the mentor and the mentee mm. and in that we rec- we record that and we provide that to the mentor and the mentee mm. and then we say hey you know if you both are okay with it then you guys can share this stuff but you got to make sure that you're kind of both okay with right. it because that's cool. just kind of a Part of, part of this process, I think, also is teaching people best practices in mm. terms of kind of being considerate and being mature and kind of, you know, setting those expectations, too. Because even even that bit, even sort of trying to teach people like, hey, you want to definitely, you know, consult with the other person before you, you go kind of public with this thing is actually training for video game development. Because yes. we're all familiar yeah. with yeah. this <laughs> exact same thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. That's that's is we 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 are very much guideline based, uh, where we basically encourage certain things. And like Damien said, the code of conduct is very is there to basically protect people. It's like these are the lines you don't cross. When you cross these lines, you email this thing, you let us know, and we're basically going to shut it down. You know, uh, but everything else is kind of loose. But guide, you know, we kind of try to guide people through it. It's just mostly common courtesies, but we do kind of we do spell those those courtesies out. <laughs> And we have these signposts along the way for the council to be able to step in and say, hey, how is it going? You know, Mm. is this a good thing? And I think that, uh, you know, again, checks and balances, right? Um, Yeah, something something else I'd add is is that that is is that bit. And that's something else I think that sometimes uh, might be spooking people a little bit, uh, might be might be making them hesitant to sort of get in is that. From the beginning, all the all the guidelines that we set forward to both mentors and mentees are are definitely reinforced. Like this is a at will kind of thing. So at any point, this relationship can end from either side, and it's kind of like no hard feelings. You know, like please, like this has to be a good thing for everyone. If you're getting any indicate any feeling whatsoever that this is not working out, we're here to help facilitate that. If you feel mm. uncomfortable about that, but like it can end and it may end and you kind of got to go into it expecting that it's entirely possible that this relationship will, will be cut short or end after a very logical kind of four calls kind of thing. And we try to set that, we try to be clear with that expectation that, you know, this, this may not last forever and you have to sort of accept that and have no love lost basically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we're kind of hoping, I mean, we haven't, again, we haven't, we're still going through the, we're still processing these applications so you know, Anton, we might find that uh, that that we need to be more strict, for example, or something like that. But the, no, the first I, kind I, of I step don't, is I don't to, think yeah. I, that's not my expectancy at all that you have to be more strict. No, this I know that you want us to be super strict. <laughs> when I think Anton, I think just a hard line. Just I a think real strict, I think hard you guys line. need to hire better lawyers. <laughs> Basically, I, this is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. well, Look, I'm fine if you want. If you want to set up a retainer for some lawyers, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so in kind of wrapping this down, <laughs> which I just I want to go on record here. Uh, there's probably a a majority of the podcasts that Woldheck and I have done together where. As I'm attempting to wrap it down, he comes in with the one more thing. And it's just that's this like your. I just need some more time to warm up, man. I'm just getting that's warmed fine. up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. By the time, okay, by the time you're warmed up, I'm shutting it down. Got it. Okay. Uh, but I think. At least I get to edit it in my favor, so that's good. Perfect. Cut. Perfect. You cut all of Damien's lines out. Yep. Easy. Half. And and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. With but I think that this idea of mentorship, this idea of, you know, collaboration between people and what really the the inspiration of the audio mentoring project came from other initiatives for mentoring that have happened in the past. And I think that it's it's an indication of people's desire both to be mentored and to give back, you know, the vacuum of that that has brought so many people to the audio mentoring project 
in an attempt to try and do exactly that. And I guess I wanted to speak just briefly on the way out of that inspiration where at the podcast here, as with, I think, the idea for the mentoring project, coming out of the Game Developers Conference where, you know, you have so much activity, so many ideas happening, and that doesn't have to end after the conference is over. And for the podcast, for mentorship, you know, these are things that carry on throughout the year. And in an attempt to kind of give back and elevate both the conversation as well as rising the tides of everyone's knowledge base. And we, we're here today, I think, because of our peers who have mentored us. We're here because of, you know, people who have given back to the community, either contributed in some significant way, not only through their work and the good work they do in game audio, but also in the educational attempts to try and try and raise up everyone's education and awareness. And we are in a day and age where that barrier of entry is much higher than it was before, or at least the resources that are available allows for that barrier of entry to be higher because people have access to so much more at their fingertips. And I think it's the hope of the mentoring project and the podcast that these continued efforts, you know, give back to the community and kind of raise things up for people. Uh, well said. So with that, I would like to say thank you to all of our honored guests. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you being on the podcast today. Heiss, nice thank to see you. you. Yeah, nice to Becky, see you. Becky, good to see you. Nice to meet you. Ariel. Good to see you. Ariel. Good to see you. Good to see you. Great <laughs> seeing you guys. Thank you so much. And Anton, <laughs> fantastic to be back at it with you. Yeah. You can edit out all this. Let's see if we can do two this year. Let's let's aim for two. <laughs> okay. Set 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 it. Set the bar high. It's a high bar. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> all right. Thank you everybody. Right. Appreciate it. Bye you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>